Hey everyone, welcome to the Backlog Dialogue Podcast. My name is Zane. I'm Jared. And we are here for the very first episode. Yes, sir. Uh, so I guess we're just kind of, this. What is what is your vision for this podcast, I think? Just conversations, you know, entertaining or intellectual, just like conversations sure. are so good. Just you know. like candid conversations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're very different uh, ideologically sometimes. Very sometime. different. I feel like we might be more alike than we think. Uh, yeah, very different than anyone we hang out with. You know, yes. <laughs> anyone we hang out with ideologically. There's a lot of. There's a lot of. It's like a Venn diagram. There's a lot of similarities and a lot of differences. Yes, a lot definitely. Of stuff in the middle. Hundred percent. The kind of nature of this podcast to just be everywhere. We mm-hmm. are both pretty political people, yeah. um, so that is something you can expect. Uh, We both love music. We both love kind of media. Yeah, so I think politics is obviously like in terms of when you think about something, when you talk about stuff, politics is something we'll probably talk about a lot, but it's not a political podcast. Yes. So I mean, music, you know, TV. That's not exclusive content. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this isn't necessarily a political podcast, just, you know, whatever we think is interesting. Sure. Well, we can introduce (coughs) ourselves a little bit. So in case they don't know who we are. Uh, my name is Zane. Some people know me as a different name, but that is the name I go by here. Um, we are both students at Anderson University in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably go there too, um, or you're our <laughs> families or something. Yeah, um, probably our family. Probably, More well, than likely. Yeah, your family for sure. Yeah, definitely um, my family. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, I am a political science and history major. That's kind of the stereotypical like, college introduction. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise you that I'm very interested in law and politics and things like that. Um, I do love to write, and I love to read, and I have an interest in various games kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm kind of all around. I'm all over the place. I've got really interesting interests, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm a freshman. Zane's a... Um, I'm a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. I yeah. am actually a transfer to this university. <clears throat> I did not start here, but I'm here now. Yeah, I went to the grand old USC. A U- great, great place yes, that was. U- well, they say U of SC Do now. they say that? They, 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 did they, that change? They So, I mean, everyone says USC. Yeah. But they but changed technically, it because of University of Southern California uses... Everyone still collectively calls it USC. Yeah. It's just well, on the official documents and their advertising and their stuff like that. Yeah. It says you of yeah, just to specify. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a freshman here. Uh, I'm majoring in cybersecurity, which is very interesting. I'm some. I'm a hacker. I'm a hacker man. Hacker boy. I can, I can fix your TVs. I can turn it on and off. <laughs> turn it off and on again. Going to be the FBI agent that watches you through your laptop. That is exactly screen. what I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Very excited about seeing what y'all are viewing, and I don't think I would envy that job. Some of the things people do on the internet, <laughs> dude, that would. Yeah, I would not. I do not envy them. That would not be a very enjoyable job. Do you think like FBI agents watch like ten people, or do you think they watch like one specific person? So I think that there is clearly. I mean, I think the amount of people mm-hmm. in the United more States, than the there's FBI a whole agents. lot of people. So I think. But they're not all on the devices at one time. They're not on the devices at mm-hmm. one time. So I think maybe you have <clears> one FBI agent per like neighborhood. Per, per neighborhood. Per neighborhood. So you know they they. Hack into the mainframe. You know those like yeah. uh, the things I picture on like NCIS where they just push random buttons on the keyboard. Yeah, I don't know if you ever seen they NCIS. hack the mainframe and they yeah. hack into yeah, the yeah, mainframe yeah. or and they do <laughs> random things like that and they're just you know typing random things on their keyboard. Um, so I think it's definitely you know probably one FBI agent per maybe ten or fifteen people. They got to yeah. keep close tabs on everybody. Do now. they have to? They have to just in case you're you know they gotta make sure you're not trying to blow up stuff. Because that's yeah. all they're looking for, right? That's the only thing that's they're paying the only thing to they're looking for. They're not um, trying to do anything else. We don't need personal liberties. We're, we're happy to give those Dude, up. For yeah, I, I, do I not definitely care. don't care. Dude, at all if either. they catch one terrorist, 
per, like, I don't know, how many terrorists do you think they've caught that? They had to have caught a couple. I feel like, I, I feel like I think that they yeah. haven't caught any, but I feel like maybe. I don't know how, I don't know how effective. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how it's they all, would catch, I mean, catch that. I know we, we say in jest, it, there's not really an FBI agent, but it is through the NSA and things like that. Um, there's lots of federal agencies that do monitoring. On yeah, they clearly do a lot of monitoring, um, you know. And, to, you know, the legality the of that is, is debatable, but... Yeah. The uh, legality of a lot of things that the government does. <laughs> which debatable. brings us to our first point. Oh, okay. What were you yeah. telling me about so, uh, yes, before? Uh, today is, what is it, Saturday? Yeah, it so Saturday. I guess for context, everyone, we're recording this on Saturday, August the 29th. So yeah. the last Saturday of August in the year 2020. What a, what a special Saturday. What a special Saturday, Dude, 29. This day will never come again. <laughs> so I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and start out with political stuff. Um, this past week, it was been, his, the uh, Republican National Convention. Um, now, Jared, you are a Republican, or you identify as a Republican, do you not? You know, I'm not super, <laughs> I guess I would say I would, but I'm not super, you know, thrilled to be like, you know, I'm a proud Republican. Sure. You know, I'm not super, I'm not super big fans of the Republicans or the Democrats. You know, I'm more than just, willing to vote for a Democrat if I feel like they have my beliefs, but typically, you know, I'm more on that side of the spectrum, yeah. Yeah, and for context, I'm very firmly in the independent camp. Um, I don't pres- or ascribe to any particular... I feel like you probably think you're a moderate, but I probably think you're, like, liberal, like, very liberal. I mean... But you're, have, but you're not, you're not. I have you're lots really of... I, I, it's, so, I, I don't you consider have a lot myself of, a moderate. It's just I take some things from the conservative side and some things from the liberal side. Which is what so, you should do. Sure. And I'm definitely not as like stringent like everything Republican. There are some things I yeah. I probably agree with that a lot of a lot of Republicans, you know, would disagree with. Yeah. Well my conservative friends think I'm a liberal and my my uh, <laughs> which is, liberal friends which think is I'm a typically the area you should probably <laughs> be in. That's probably how you know you're doing something right. Yeah. Well there's less extreme stuff for sure is, is better. Yeah. Um not necessarily right or wrong. You can have yeah. different opinions on things and, you know, firmly be in a conservative camp or firmly be in a, in a liberal mm-hmm. camp. Um, well, I but, feel like that if you're in that camp, which I feel like I'm somewhat in that, or at least when I'm with my Republican friends, I'm sort of talking about the liberal perspective. Is just like when you're with your Republican friends, it's good to be the liberal perspective and sh- like sort of show them that perspective so it's not just a monolith and everyone just, you know, an echo chamber. And when you're, when you're with your liberal friends, you don't want to be just another liberal who's just saying the same things that they're saying over and over again. Yeah. But, um, okay, well, um, so again, going, I guess going back to the Republican National Convention, um, basically it culminated in... Was it... Two, at, or sorry, sorry, keep going. I was going to say, it, it, well, it was, it was all week. It was multiple days. Mm-hmm. It was, no. It was yeah. uh, all, most, well, not all, but mostly virtual. Um, not quite in the same way the Democratic Convention the previous week was, but... Um, yeah. It basically so the ending kind of like ceremony finale that they always do. You know, mm-hmm. normally it's like they drop a bunch of balloons and yeah. you know. I don't remember. If you, I don't know. Do you remember that uh, that gif of Hillary Clinton when she saw the balloons? Yeah, that's yeah. like that's such a great. <laughs> it's such a classic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, so they actually chose to do their closing ceremony outside on the front lawn of the White House. Where were the other um, the other, like where were the other nights at? Were they just uh, like, a big stadium, just like a big you stadium? Know, you know, well, they didn't have I mean, like I didn't audiences. A lot of it was just virtual speakers. Some of it was pretty Oh, they're virtual, yeah. Some of it was not. Yeah, I, I, I sometimes forget we're in the age of COVID where, yeah, you know, we yeah. can't just have everyone in a big stadium with a, uh, well, you Well, know. apparently you can have everyone in the front lawn of the White House because mm-hmm. um, they kind of just packed a bunch of people into the front lawn and, yeah, no one was wearing a mask, but... That's a that's a whole different. Dude, they were thing, outside, and I'm I'm sure every single person was socially distancing. Oh yeah, totally. Every they were like person. at least 
one inch of distance away from each other. So it's probably dude, fine. I'm sure no one had COVID. Dude, today. you're not part of that camp that thinks that we should wear masks, right? Oh. You don't think that we should take away our First Amendment, do you? You know, si- take are away you God's to... per- perfect breathing dude, are system. are you trying to silence me? <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, they they had the this it was kind of a campaign rally-esque um, thing. But essentially it was, you know, him uh, giving a speech to a crowd of people mm-hmm. at the White House. Um, the thing is, though, is that it's actually illegal to do that. Um, it, there's a act that Congress passed. I believe it's called the Hatch Act. Um, it was it, passed when a while was back. Passed? Yeah, that was it was going to. I think it's like 1870, but I'm not entirely sure on that. Uh, yeah. So don't quote me on that. But yeah. it was definitely a while back. Um, and essentially, what it says is, is that it's illegal to campaign on any federal property. Um, obviously, the Makes White sense, House yeah. is federal property. Um, and that was very much of a campaign event. It was not a official United States government. Uh, yeah, it, event. Cl- it clearly wasn't a governmental event, right? And so, that, I mean, um, it was the Republican National Convention. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely one hundred. I mean, it was obviously they like, had campaign like huge campaign signs. On yeah, side. I mean, it's literally the I mean the convention for the Republicans sure. for the one you know one of the two parties. Yeah, and so usually, I mean. You know, there were people who always throw it around. Oh, is he, viol- he, you know, he or she violated the Hatch Act by doing this, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, I would say this is probably a, well, the most egregious violation that I have ever personally seen. So? Uh, granted, I'm only 20. What, but, what other times have they violated it? Like, um, so, I mean, honestly, like, not as blatantly as this. Like, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head just because anytime yeah. that anything is, like, you know, kind of maybe a violation mm-hmm. of that act... It's so unremarkable that yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's not really yeah. know, investigated or paid attention to. It's, really. it's just not really a big deal when it's that low. Yeah. I mean, so, like, it's... Yeah. It is, but, you know, I, I violation, know exactly what but, yeah, it's, it's not... It's technically something. Yeah. The resources to prosecute or, or uh, to punish that would be probably not worth it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, essentially it says you can't campaign on federal property. I mean, you can't hang a uh, campaign poster up in the White House. Not mm-hmm. that they did. That's not what they <clears> did, but but... That's just an example of something you couldn't do. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand the the reasoning for the rule. Right. You couldn't go in front of a federal courthouse and campaign for some office, um, whether if it was a city council Mm -hmm. or senate or something. Well, that wouldn't be in the courthouse, right? You know? Uh, Well, Well, anything on federal property. So the ground around it, too. Well, yeah, but it's not... So, like... I I guess it's not... I guess I'm thinking, like, it's not as big a deal because it's not like, you know, the White House is fenced in, you know? Sure, sure. It's so much more like, I guess... It feels like part of the White House. I mean, obviously, the White House just being such a cultural symbol for Americans. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the fact that this particular White House has been around since, like, 1820 or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was burned. The original was burned by the Canadians in the War of 1812. Um, but it was later rebuilt, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's <clears throat> done extensive renovations throughout the years, but it's still the somewhat of the original structure. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, you know, that's basically... That was yeah. my takeaway. I didn't. I did not watch the Republican National Convention in its entirety. Yeah, I, I didn't watch any of them. Either. I saw like some speeches, and yeah, I sort of, I sort of like, I don't know. It's just not. I really like ideological stuff. Like I listen to you know intellectual stuff all day, but when it gets down to like pol, not even policy stuff, but just like political mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. like I don't really care. I don't really care. Like I watched some of Melania's speech. Like it was really good, but it's just like I don't really care like what she has to say about like inspiring stuff like i don't really care that sure. much i just really don't care i only watched a couple um i did i certainly did not watch multiple nights of its entirety so um i think the one i saw because it just caught my eye on youtube actually is like mm-hmm. recommended um i can't remember the the man's name but it was a uh black 
uh, Democratic, I think it was congressman maybe, maybe not a congressman, mm-hmm. but it was someone from the Democratic Party um, Did he speak speaking, speaking at the Republican really? National Convention in support of the president. Um, so huh. that kind of caught my eye. And, and well, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah that, it was very like that. abnormal for the particular situation, but it's also, it, also it's 2020, so, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nothing's abnormal nothing anymore. Nothing is abnormal. I think if something's normal, that's abnormal. Yeah, and so, I mean, all obviously, uh, <clears throat> uh, both of the conventions were moved on some, at least some element of virtual, um, mm-hmm. because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this, probably never in so you're even if you're listening to this 10 years from now it's still probably COVID Dude, did you time. see the who the other day wrote like a whole article about how even when the vaccine comes out like we're we're not gonna be able to change and go back like they literally said like we're never gonna be able to go back see i didn't see that they said it was like a couple weeks ago but it's just like i don't know i i, I, I really that. don't i really don't trust the who i really don't because because they flip because they said that masks don't help at all i remember at the start yeah like that's just like that's so like just common, like, you know, common logic, common sense, like, shows that if you cover up your nose and your mouth, the stuff that's, the, the sicknesses that spread from your nose the, and the mouth. Dr- the droplets that are yeah, coming out of your mouth. They will spread less. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, no, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. So dumb. I mean... They're definitely not the most reputable yeah. Uh, organization. Yeah, it doesn't ever. mean it doesn't mean everything they say is wrong. I do think they are probably <clears throat> generally a good authority on things. Well, see, I don't health. see, and because I'm not like super. I don't know. I don't follow them that much. Like the it's, only things yeah, I see is their bad thing. things. So I saw, the, really, when I think of the WHO, the only things I think of is that. And did you see the thing when COVID first happened, where they like, they, a Taiwanese um, reporter was interviewing him mm. on Skype. I remember that. that. Yeah, I that remember was so that. bad. It, so like, it's very yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hard because you know China is such a yeah. powerhouse in. Well, it's just it's just so like the world. It was just the way it happened because she was like, the Taiwanese reporter was like. So, because of COVID, will you think of um, recognizing Taiwan as a as a as a country? You know, yeah. And it's like, you know, you like. I think a lot of people would have like been mad, but even like yes or no, that's a yes or no question. But he he said he said, I can't remember what I don't think he said anything. I think he was just like, oh, I can't hear you. And then she was like, she was like, let me. (laughs) Then she was like, let me uh, let me repeat it. She repeated the question, and you saw his his hand go towards the computer and click end, and then the Skype call went dead. Yeah, he just like (laughs) he ended. He like disconnected, and that was just (laughs) what what a cop out. Like he's just like, I don't know how to answer these. Like yeah, most of the time when when people most people get that kind of question that they don't really want to answer that they can't answer because they haven't been given that information. Um, they usually well, especially like deflect a little bit, yeah. which is, you know, it's annoying, but at least it's an answer, I suppose. Yeah. This guy literally just like pretended that he was breaking up and then ended the call. <laughs> you saw his, ha- his hand move <laughs> towards the disconnect button. So bad. But, um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, we're both at university. So, uh, in university, yeah, so and, um, it looks a lot different this year. Yeah. And we both go to Anderson, which is interesting because. I'm sure as most of you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman. I think that's how you say his last name, Boseman. I think. Oh, I'm not sure. I think it's Boseman. He, uh, so he that's acted. That's the guy that played uh, he, Black Panther. He was Black Panther, right? and then he was Jackie Robinson in. Uh, oh, and um, in Thurgood Marshall. Thurgood Marshall. In what movie was that? I think I've never it was seen just that. called Marshall. Thurgood Marshall really? was the first African American yeah, Supreme yeah, yeah. Court Justice. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what the movie was called, but I think it was just called March. I need to look that up because that seems really interesting. I don't know. That's what I said. I, really too. I saw that, that earlier yeah. today. Um, and I was like, man, that looks, that sounds like a movie I really want to watch. Dude, I really want to watch that. But no, um, interestingly enough, he is uh, an Anderson native. So he was born in Anderson and went to 
high school about five minutes down the road from Anderson. Really? From, from our school, yeah. <clears throat> um, t- I did not know this. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina doesn't produce very many dude, famous people. South Carolina has produced two basketball, two pro basketball players that I know of that are good, mm-hmm. and Chadwick Boseman. It's <laughs> about all I, re- all I can remember. Don't forget <clears throat> uh, oh, uh, John C. Calhoun and um, Strom Thurmond. We got those two. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, all very important, influential people. All so amazing. All so ama- perfect. Equally amazing. Perfect in every way. Actually, that's interesting because there was actually a petition I saw um, from someone at Anderson University, and I want to get your thoughts on it, to um, replace a Confederate statue with a statue of Chadwick Boseman. <clears throat> Where is there a Confederate statue? I don't know. I think it's... Let me look it up. I think... I need to see. I think it's a... It's not on campus. No, it's not on campus. It's in Anderson. Oh, I know where it is. It's in downtown Anderson. I saw it. Is it? Yep, I saw yeah. it. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Do you think? Do you think we should replace it with Chadwick Boseman? And this is. I feel like it's so interesting because, like, not interesting, but such like a. I don't know. I feel bad like talking about it because, like, I feel like if you, because in my personal opinion, I don't know if he deserves a statue at all. Mm. Just because he's an actor, you know, he he did sure. some good things, but like in the same way, I don't think. I feel like. Only really, like, really, really influential people should get statues. And now it's like I'm forced to, I feel like if I'm against that, then it's like I'm defending, I'm saying that a Confederate person is more important than Chadwick Boseman, like, you know, which it yeah. sounds pretty racist. But, um, so, so I, so, well, I guess I should ask you, what do you think about, like, Confederate statues in general? Because I'm not even necessarily for um, Confederate statues, you know, in general. Yeah. Um, and we should also. I guess I should I answer both questions because I do want to talk <clears throat> about the. Uh, his statue particularly Mm -hmm. and the one in here in Anderson Um, I guess I'll start with that because that'll be a shorter one yeah because I Um, I don't know anything about that either so I uh, I believe it's a a statue to like I think quote like our our confederate sons who died or something yeah Um, and you know personally I think that you know statue could be better replaced with something more important and I think that Chadwick Bowman is a good person a good candidate for that I'm not saying he's the only one that deserves it but um, I, I think he was a Christian too. Really, okay, I saw I, I saw that. him. Yeah, um, and so I don't I don't know if there is any. Um, well, actually, so the area that Anderson is, it's mm. it's a pretty conservative area, so there would certainly be a lot of pushback to any talk. I guess suppose of removing this statue or well, now it's it. gotten to the point that like that's the, there's there's no conversations anymore because it's just like anytime you say anything liberal, then it's like. Or even well, that's not conservative. Then it's like you're you're the radical left because sure. we see the radical left saying the same things, but to a much more extent. That it's like if you say it to the small extent, then it's like, well, like, and it's not a bad point. Like you know, there's a slippery slope once you start tearing down statues. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily like in a disagreement, but there needs to be more conversation. So I think the <clears throat> that statue, um, again, it would make a great candidate, and this is why I think so. Because he was such... And I mean, in Anderson, and, I guess it makes someone sense. And I think Anderson, it's it's really perfect for Anderson. One, because there's not really, you know, I mean, if there is another candidate, I don't pers- I don't know personally know deeply the history of Anderson. Um, but I think he's a really good candidate for, for, for the fact that he is an Anderson native um, and he's nationally known, maybe even known worldwide because of the MCU. Um, he's definitely known, known worldwide. And he was just... He has been a influential person for black children and mm-hmm. bla- yeah. African-American children 100%. Um, around the world, really. Because, you know, in that particular sector, there hasn't been, in acting in general, 
um, especially like superhero movies. There's all of them that we've had been developed in the movies, most of them uh, so far are white or usually white men or white women. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've seen some really like kind of inspirational things, um, you know, all over the kind of, kind of the internet <coughs> on the world or all over the world on the internet uh, that just kind of like, you know, is a little heart touching is that yeah. he is an inspiration to a lot of children everywhere mm-hmm. um, because it's a superhero <coughs> that looks like them. And, yeah. And I think like a lot of like conservatives are like sort of opposed to that's opposed to like the first black thing being like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people see that as like judging based on race and they're like, we shouldn't judge based on race. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of conservatives need to understand that like, you know, I mean, at least the white conservatives are like, you know, we're like, you know, who cares? Like whether it's the first black person, like who cares? Like they're just like, that's not judging the based on their merit, you know? So I understand that. But like, I I think for like, it it is so much, it's so motivational and I don't necessarily understand it because I see, you know, as much as I, yeah, I, I hate it's, saying it's it, but hard. there's so many white heroes that I've never, I've never understood the they're not being someone like me in mm-hmm. a place of power. So I'm trying to understand that, but like it, it is so important that there is like you know. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's, like, it's hard for me to understand. I don't really <clears throat> feel that like same connection because you know uh, both of us are white, and mm-hmm. so we kind of just you know we live around a society that white is the quote unquote default of yeah. everything, all kind of media. Um, in the last century, really. And so, yeah, I just, yeah, I think it's something that we didn't really, like, realize until, you know, you hear somebody else's perspective and you yeah, see Yeah, and I think we, we sort of underestimate how, like, how big of a deal that is when, like, 99, I mean, not 99%, let's say 90% of superheroes are white, you know, mm-hmm. just a random yeah. guess. Like, when you see that one, like, we understand how, to, how motivational that is to a young, like, you know, black kid or teen. Sure. And, and this is and this also kind of going on with the the Marvel universe. Um, mm-hmm. In Endgame, there's and I think yeah. both Infinity Wars, there's there's sections in there that are like you know kind of a woman's power moment, uh, like where yeah. all the women are there. And sort of I, cheesy. I sort of, it's sort of ma- see, and that's see, an, that's another thing. Like Black Panther, no one thought it was done cheesy. Yeah, because you can do those things. You can do a women's power like a women's empowerment thing, and it not be cheesy. I mm-hmm. felt like the way they did it in Endgame was really cheesy, and that's why I didn't get good. Um, you know, good reception. Good reaction, yeah. But like, I was just thinking about this the other day, like Lara Croft Tomb Raider, she's like basically like a, a girl Indiana Jones. And she's like accepted just like Indiana Jones is. Like, I mean, obviously not the same thing, but accepted, yeah. I mean, accepted. Is, there is an element that she is dressed very provocatively. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's Scarlet Witch. Like, it's just kind yeah. of, you know. But I think in general, you can do things without it feeling forced and cheesy. Sure. Absolutely. Which I think, yeah, is, I, I, which I think is more important well, I think very important to the cause of those those causes. Oh yeah, you know. for sure. I think yeah, I think it was not necessarily uh, executed the best mm-hmm. in in game, for example. Yeah. Um. I, and I, but I under you know I I'm not upset that it's there. Yeah, I don't. I don't um, care. I'm you know there's some people I know that are just like upset that it exists. And I'm I think some like, people are upset just because you know, it's like super cliched now. Oh sure. And it's sort of they feel like you know they see it everywhere. Like women are just as physically strong as men, and they just hear like that all the time. Sure. So like, I I, I, I think it's I think it's less of actually having a problem with it and more of just like annoyance, and like yeah. yeah. But yeah, I personally I don't have a problem with it. It's just I acknowledge that it was not executed in necessarily the best way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that the actual thing is wrong. It just means that you can do it better. 
mm-hmm. and it can be done better because we've seen it. Done well, I guess I guess talking about movies, um, did you watch any? I watched a movie yesterday, and it was uh, I had thoughts, but I want to know if you want to watch if you watched any movies this past week. <laughs> I watched. Um, it's a classic. It got five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh man, um, it must have been really. You ever good. seen Scary Movie Three? Scary movie. You ever seen any of those movies? Absolutely not. It's amazing. So the Scary Movie Three, they always combine multiple movies into one comedy movie. So Scary Movie Three was, you know, Signs. No. Signs, the movie uh, M Night Shyamalan. I've never seen a horror movie. Dude, so you've never seen a horror movie. I have. Well, it combined. It combined. You know, The Matrix. Actually, I've never seen The Matrix. You've never seen The Matrix? That no. is my favorite movie. It combined The Matrix, Eight Mile, Signs, and The Ring, and yeah. combined them into one big movie that got 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any of those movies. Um, now, I will say, The Matrix and 8 Mile are both movies that I would like to watch. Dude, I will uh, watch Matrix just because it looks interesting, and 8 Mile because I love Eminem. Dude, um, but they're, they're, making, um, they're making a new Matrix. Uh, it's coming out, or it was set to come out, I think, next year? But I'm not sure about. And as we know, remakes are always better than the original. Dude, they're always <laughs> they're always going to be so much better. Every single one. So yeah. yeah. So what were your thoughts on the five percent rated Scary Movie three? Well, see, like. <laughs> well, I guess I, generally. I already, see, I don't. I honestly don't care because it's it's the most B rated comedy ever. It's the dumbest comedy ever. Like I really, it's like it's right. It's rated five percent. The critics rate it. This is not a movie for critics. This is a movie for people at two in the morning who have nothing better to do and just want to watch something and like. So is, it's is this so dumb? Is this one of those movies that is so bad it's good, or is it just bad? <laughs> it's, it's so bad it's good. Like the comedy is just like so stupid. Like it's like um. Because it's certainly possible. Like there are definitely like movies that you love to watch because it's like a train wreck. You can't you can't avert your eyes <laughs> from it because it's just so like fun. No, yeah, it's it's like it's just like fun dumb comedy like. The comedy is just like there was this one. They were just riding in a car because it's it's a parody. That's what it is. It's a parody. Mm-hmm. So like they're riding in a car, like like in uh in Eight Mile. Like there's a certain scene where one of the dudes in the back of the car gets a paintball gun and start, just starts shooting cars and then he hits a police car. But in this version, it was just Kevin Hart and he grabbed a paint can and just started throwing it at people riding the bicycle. Okay, I, if so it's, it's got, like if this movie has got Kevin Hart in it, I'm it down does for have that. Kevin Hart. It has um I Kevin, love Hart. Kevin Hart. It has what is the dude in Two and a Half Men? Charlie Sheen? It has Charlie Sheen in it. Um, really? Yeah. That's such a weird combination. Dude, it's so weird. I, I've never watched anything with Charlie Sheen in it, but that is just an odd... Yeah, it's it's such a such a terrible movie. <laughs> so, last night, I watched The Greatest Showman. Mm. Uh, I finally got... I don't so, know, have you seen that? No. You haven't? Okay. Well, I finally... I, is I, this the first time you've watched it? This is the first time really? I've watched it. I've never I seen thought, it before. I feel like you would be the person who have, who's watched it like ten times. Um, like because you like Hamilton so much, I feel like oh, you yeah, really love. I love this. I love musicals. I will say this movie. This movie was, you know, I would say it would be moderately good. Um, it was definitely up and down. There were parts that were like the music, especially the music was uh, pretty good generally. Yeah. Um, I th- I'd say a majority of the music was a hit for me. There were definitely su- several tracks that were just like, eh, like you know those tracks and that I, are like I, on an album. I for played example. I played two of the songs at a wedding once on cello. Oh really? So I know some of the music. I, I like the music. Yeah, the, it's good music. there's there's two <clears throat> scenes earlier, like the opening scene's really great. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. And then there's a scene for the people listening. Um, there's a scene in the in a bar um, that was really cool. I really that's probably my favorite like scene in the movie. Um, but the rest of the movie just you know it was up and down. Uh, really? I liked it generally, but it, it's definitely not. It wasn't I wouldn't the say best it's on my rewatch. Like I don't rewatch yeah. movies in general, but 
if I was to rewatch a movie, it wouldn't be this one. But it's also not. I wouldn't say don't watch it. It's just you know, it's worth. Yeah, watching I mean, it once. Just wasn't. It wasn't super amazing. It wasn't sure. incredible. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't literally The Incredibles. But um, <laughs> dude, nothing's nothing's quite like The Incredibles. Nothing is quite like, except for the second one, which is like slightly not as eh. good. <laughs> We're yeah. just so hyped up. I don't know if that would be quite The Incredibles either. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't The Incredibles. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It really wasn't bad. It was just like, I mean. That's the thing. Anytime you remake something, it's not going to be as good, especially when the remake came out, what, 20 years before the second one? Mm-hmm. Like, The Matrix, The New Matrix, the they've, they've made three before. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the fourth one. And the last one came out about 15 years ago. So when you go on that much of a break, it's never going to work because, like, it's it's already, like, everyone's... It's sort of settled. So it's it's gained, like, a... Like a I guess, like, a legendary appeal mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, that was so great. You know, everyone has good memories of it. Even if the movie wasn't actually that great, yeah, <laughs> like the Matrix two and three like weren't amazing, but in my mind they're so cool because it's just like so like legendary, and I know that like they're not gonna make another. It's just like sort of the story's like set, and that's all it is. So when they make a new one, it's just like, I don't know, I don't know. I, I think it's impossible to really meet, not meet the greatness of the other ones, but meet the expectations. I mean, that's certainly <clears throat> true, uh, especially movies that have long gaps between sequels. Yeah. Um, it, it, well, that, that's, what, I, that that's what I meant. That's what I meant with, like, the, the Matrix. The last one came out 15 years ago. So yeah. when there's such a big break and it's all settled. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily any sequel. Because there are a lot of... What sequels have been better than the original? The Terminator. Terminator's been better I've than I've never the, seen Terminator. You've never seen the Terminator? No. Dude, that is an amazing... Oh, yeah. You context, have to watch them. Everyone, for context, I am very uncultured. I have not seen most movies. I just recently started movie, watching movies uh, last two years, really. Um, well, we're going started, to fix that. It all started with Movie Pass, actually. That was Dude, you know, that was when I was really started getting into movies. Oh gosh, I love Movie Pass. So uh, what ha- what happened with Movie Pass? Uh, so Movie Pass, I mean, obviously it's dead now. It's been dead for a long time. Um, yeah. I, if, so those of you, if you've lived under a rock in 2017, <laughs> I think. How big did it get? Did a lot? It of was people... pretty huge. Was it? I know I had it. I mean, it was like I'm pretty sure. Like I remember when it yeah. first, when they first, because uh, Movie Pass existed before they had their ten dollar plan mm-hmm. um, yeah. to watch like unlimited movies. And I remember yeah, that's when I they had. first announced that it was like huge. And it was like the number one pay, uh, post on Reddit, really, um, with like thousands upon thousands of upvotes. Yeah, um, but I actually well, it was think like it, it was really too good to be true. Like it really was. It, so so yeah. so what was Movie Pass like? What was what did it do? So I uh, so if you don't know, Movie Pass was a service. You would pay ten dollars a month. Um, later, that would change, but it, it started out as $10 a month, and you could watch uh, unlimited movies per month at any theater. Um, not, not all movie theaters, because the Julia didn't accept it. It was like... there. Yeah, okay, there are It was like few, the big... big Julia re- had... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Julia so, didn't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was no, all the big Regal and AMC, all the big chains, and sure. most... I, I feel like no, 99% of theaters had it. Basically, anywhere that's not a local theater. Well, actually, I think that back, because there was a local theater in uh, Columbia that took really? it when I was... Yeah, yeah. I think really just 95% of theaters took it. So, yeah, a vast majority of theaters took it. It was really just only the discount theaters that didn't really take it. Um, and so... It, but essentially, it would be unlimited. So you could watch up to, I mean, it was limited in the sense that you could only watch one per day. Um, but it was like a little red card that you got. I actually still have mine. It's in a it was basically, book somewhere. basically a credit card. Is it basically a credit card? And you would go onto your phone. There would be an app. And you would kind of select the movie that you wanted to watch. Um, and you would select the location and all that. And you would basically, it would load funds onto your card. Enough um, for the movie. For the movie, right. And you would just swipe the card like you would buy your ticket normally that you would at the box office or a kiosk or somewhere yeah. wherever you buy your ticket. 
Um, they had to do it in person. Um, and then you just go in. Um, and it was a really terrible business model. Well, the only the the problem was like you think like oh they'd have like a deal with Regal or whatever. But they the didn't. problem was is that <laughs> when you when you swiped your card, it billed uh, Movie Pass the the bill for the right. It was just like movie, a normal debit card, which is such a bad idea because. The movie ticket is what twelve, thirteen dollars. So yeah, and Movie Pass card is ten dollars. So they're making, mo- they're losing money anytime anybody uses the card one time. Exactly, and, and that's in South Carolina. I don't, know how, I don't know how they stayed in business so that long. South really. Carolina is like very like our movies are relatively low priced compared to the rest of the really, nation. Are they? So like in New York and California, a lot of big cities, movie ticket prices are a lot more than twelve dollars. They're like twenty, twenty five dollars hmm. each. Um, from what I understand. Yeah. And obviously it varies everywhere, but we're one of the more cheaper places to watch a movie. Um, yeah. But even here, like, if they're, if you use the card one time, <laughs> they lost money. Yeah, not to um, mention, like, anybody who was... I feel like anybody who's smart enough to get the card... Because, I mean, most people wouldn't get the card. Anyone who had the effort to go out and get the card would put in the effort to see multiple movies a month. I mean, I saw one... Yeah. I saw probably four or five movies a month. Really, oh, I, saw, I, saw, I saw one. I saw way more than see, that. I was months. busy because I worked, and you know my family and stuff. I probably sure. saw one every weekend at least. Yeah. And then you know, like if I was bored, I just like you know I'd go, I'll go see a movie. Why not? <laughs> that start. It started you know? when I, when we were both in high school. So uh-huh. um, yeah. that's when it first like kind of started <clears throat> being big. And so I would go watch movies on weekdays sometimes after. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I remember we saw a movie after work. Remember I was like I can't what movie was I that? For, I forgot my card, and we were gonna see a movie, but it was rated R. And oh, I was right. 17 at the time, but I didn't have my ID. I didn't have my driver's license or something. I don't think. Or maybe I was. I might have. Actually, I might have been 16. I don't. I think I, I was 16 did. at the time, so I couldn't see it, and they asked for it, and I couldn't see it. Oh, that's right, because 17 is the limit, and I was 17. Yeah, I was. You're right. You're. I was what are you 16. Now? now I'm 18. Okay, so you're two years below me, I think. Yeah, I was 16. You you're were in December. Your birthday's December. In December. Yeah. 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 So, you are like, well, a year and a half. So I think yeah, it would have been I was seventeen, which is enough to get in, but you were sixteen. Yeah, time. I couldn't get in. So we ended up seeing Hotel Transylvania three. That's right. I that loved was, that movie. Actually, that actually wasn't too bad. It wasn't that bad of a movie, dude. That was. That Do you was remember really what we good. were trying to see though? I don't remember. I think now that I think about it, I think it was some movie that we wouldn't even remember now. It was. Yeah, it's probably some. It was rated R. I mean, it was like it wasn't bad, but it was just. I think it was just like a normal action movie that you know never got that had blood and violence. Yeah, I mean, that's why it was probably you know it'd be like language. yeah, entertaining to watch, but just like not good enough to ever I like. What? I like to call those movies eye candy. You think so? Why? The ones that, you know, things that have, like, explosions and stuff. Uh, like, but never intellectually... Uh, but there's not really, like, you a never very developed plot. Yeah. I call it eye candy because it's fun yeah. to watch, but you really, like, you could turn your brain off and watch it and still enjoy exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Um, those are the, that's the kind of movie <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so what what their business model was, what MoviePass's business, business model was, their plan was to, you know, once they had a certain subscriber base, like a large enough subscriber base... Um, their idea was to say, to you, like, if I was movie pass and you were the movie theater, set, <clears throat> movie theater chains like Regal and AMC and Cinema and all that good stuff. Um, be like, hey, look how many, like, look how many customers we are bringing to your theater because obviously they had all. The so stats. you think it was sort of like a pitch? No, it was like it was kind of like it was it was kind of like a modern day mafia almost. It's like, hey, look at all these uh, customers we're we're bringing to your theater. If like, you don't give us a give deal, us a cut we'll on stop your, doing it. Give us a cut on your concessions or. Uh, that's some nice theaters on our app you got there. It'd be a shame if something happened <laughs> to them, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but they're obviously. Well, I mean, I guess that's what happened at the end because they went out of business and people don't go as much, well, as much. There, there. Well, that is technically kind of true. There are several flaws with uh, with their plan. Uh, the first one being that uh, if they take theaters off of their service, the service objectively gets worse. 
Um, especially because well, a lot of towns saying. It was only sort of have like, one yeah. movie theater, and usually it's a Regal. At least around here, it's a Regal. Um, and so, well, I think it's sort of like a suicide bomber. It's like, you know, I, I have this bomb, and I can turn off the service. We can all go, I'll go out of business, and y'all will lose a lot of profit. Sure. But otherwise, you can give us a deal and negotiate with us, or we'll blow it all up, and right. you'll get hurt a little bit, and I'll die. Because the thing is that MoviePass, like, it appealed to the people who weren't already watching movies or were Which watching was really movies me. almost every day. And that was really me because I didn't... I never, I never went to the movie See, theater. See, I liked movies, but just like price-wise, I was in high school, worked at Chick-fil-A. I didn't have enough money to go $10 every time yeah. and, you know, go to a movie all the time. So I, would, I it was really yeah. a once-a-month thing for me, like, you know, every I once in a while. I think, like, well, my parents, before My movie, parents also helped, also helped me out at the time, you know. I think before MoviePass, I literally, like... <clears throat> Had never personally like obviously really you a, never went like as a child but I've never personally like as since I ever got like since I was like chose to pay and go right I had never paid yeah. for a movie ticket um actually the first movie ticket I ever paid for was Endgame because really that was like yeah. in the past that was in the time where you couldn't dude, use movie pass like on yeah. release night and stuff. dude that okay so yeah that was the falling apart of it because it started out so well when I had it and yeah. once I started having it like I had like a couple months and then it got bad and everyone started using it and that's when <laughs> they had. They started uh, putting more restrictions on it. Oh, yeah. And I feel like every week I get a new restriction, and then, like, they put a restriction on there, yeah. and everyone would hate it so much. So they'd be like, we realize you don't like this, so we're going to turn that off and give you a new restriction. Yeah. A different one. And, like, <laughs> so at first they were, like, only once a week, and then everyone was like, well, no, I want to go see more. So then they switched it to... Three times. Three times a week. They switched, no, but they did something else. You were able to, you had one plan, the $10 plan changed to three times a week. Yeah. Um, And then the unlimited plan was, like, more expensive now. And then also, like, movies that are new, like new movies, there's, like, a two-week wait. So you have to wait two weeks or a week or so. Yeah, and then they realized people didn't like that, so they changed to, they only had certain movies. It was, like, every day they'd pick three movies that were available for you to see, and they were always the least popular because they wanted to stop people from going. Here's the other big flaw is that... As long as the show times are relatively close, like they can't see what ticket you're buying. Yeah, that, that was the big flaw. <laughs> that was the big flaw. Because that. like, that's the problem with having a thing that just loads funds onto a card. Is that I mean, if I wanted to, I could probably go to Walmart and just buy twelve dollars <laughs> well, worth. They, of, they did. They do have like yeah, they had yeah, things they catch know, that kind of thing. But, but still, like it's it's literally just money to a card. Right. There's hardly any. Uh, I guess. Um, security to make sure that you're using on that thing yeah like because as long as i mean for example if you know crappy movie number one was playing at twelve fifteen, but good movie blockbuster was playing at you know 12 o'clock you could go to the <coughs> box office same day as long because it only had to be same day mm-hmm. yeah and just buy a ticket that like for the 12 o'clock and just say you bought the one for the twelve fifteen movie yeah um and they had no way of knowing yeah, so yeah. I think that's, I mean, that was the way that everybody did. Yeah, and then... <laughs> but I did end up actually going to see some of those crappy movies. No, I did too, because, like, it was still free movies. It was movies. free, yeah. Free movies, yeah. Yeah, but um, I think it really broke. What killed it was Mission Impossible 4, I think. Mm. I think that killed that it. That was definitely that the was, start, the beginning of the end. That was the that was in the midst of all the restrictions, and everyone was like, well, you know... That was, like, the first it, movie to be restricted, yeah, like, cause it when was, you could watch it. It was still, like, at least we can still go see movies, right? Mm-hmm. All the movies we want. Is like, we still go see the movie that we want, you know, whatever movie it is. But when Mission Impossible 4 came out, it was, like, blocked out on the app. It was, like, white, and you couldn't you couldn't select it. And there was no, like, explanation beforehand from the company. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, honestly, it was a very poorly managed company. It was um, so bad. But I, and a lot of people got angry about it, but I personally wasn't that angry because at, at the end of the day, 
I paid ten. Actually, I didn't even pay. My mother paid. My mother mother paid ten dollars, which you actually you could buy a year at a time. Mm-hmm. So it actually ended up being like seven dollars or six dollars a month, averaged out for the whole year. Um, and I was probably watching like ten <coughs> movies a, a month, yeah. like ten or fifteen movies a month. So like, yeah, it was a crappy company, but also I wasn't that mad because dude, I'm so happy about it. Providing me free movies. It was just too good to be true, and. It could not last that long. It was not a sustainable business model for sure. Um, that was the other flaw is that they didn't they they didn't think about hmm. Wonder if the movie theaters could just do what we're doing and not have to pay us yeah. anything. Yeah, well that's Which the problem is that did. like that's what people thought it was because that's the only way that it makes sense. Like if MoviePass went on Shark Tank, they would get shot down immediately because it's just like that is like such like a bad business model that it's literally like you pay ten dollars and we'll pay twelve dollars for movie ticket as yeah. many times as you want like. So dumb. I don't know how they did that and didn't think that they were going to lose. I don't know how they made it that big, honestly. Well, because it was... Where were their funds coming from, though? Well, they had... They were already a company before they did their $10 a month What they do? They Well, they did MoviePass. They just did it as a... It was very expensive. It was like $50, $60 a month. Yeah, but at that... And it was unlimited, but... But I just don't know how, like, how they ever got to the point of how big they got... I, n- I don't understand how they got that much oh, funds see. without the cost. Investors. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess besides today. loans and yeah, investors. Yeah, they got a lot of loans. They got a lot of investors. Because, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, Who whenever... Who would invest in that? Who would I mean, invest in that? Well, I mean, when it first broke that they were doing this, like, new business model, like, $10 yeah. a month, unlimited movies, it, like, I remember it soared but, on the stock market. But I don't know how, because I feel like that's obviously good for customers. But yeah. for anyone investing money, it's just like that can't that doesn't make any sense. I think unless you're doing some, unless you're doing short term, you know, short term mm-hmm. games. Yeah, but I think there was some <clears throat> general expectation that you know, they were gonna wise they up. They knew and fix what they it. were doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there was some general expectation by investors necessarily that you know obviously this company's been around a while. This company's been around a while. Um, they thought they knew what they do. They were doing. They had mm-hmm. a plan. They really did have a plan. It just wasn't a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, obviously it. it the investor confidence went down over over time for sure. Yeah, but that is um, that is very very unfortunate. Yeah, because so I really enjoyed it. I you know we are both we both go to a uh, Christian affiliated university. Um, obviously, I originally did not. Mm-hmm. USC is not. It's it's a yeah. public university, and it's it's very Christian. I feel like ninety percent of people here are Christian, if not more. Oh yeah, for sure. There there's there's yeah. definitely. I feel like it's more than just an affiliation to it. Now. Um, it, but it's, it, you know, obviously you, just cause you go to a, a Christian college, yeah. you're not a Christian. That's but not very few, you. Well, yeah, obviously not Christian, but people who identify as Christian, sure, I feel like absolutely. it's definitely yeah. almost everybody. Yeah. Um, well, I, I obviously can't judge the other person. The reason why I asked that is because, um, I also, I work at another, I guess it's, it's owned by the same kind of organization that owns the university. Mm-hmm. Um, I work at another place. And a big focus there is, is missions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and so like, they we we basically kind of do a lot of missions in the <clears throat> local area, um, but they also send guys. It's a it's a guys mm-hmm. kind of thing, and they send guys out uh, on mission trips every single year. Yeah. Obviously, not much this year because of the pandemic. See, yeah, and that's such a big issue because unless you have like you know, obviously some mission trips are very good that way, and obviously this is not to take away from what they're doing because what they're doing is good and yeah. you know a lot of work. But I feel like I'm not sure it's necessarily very effective because. It You're about long distance. Long trips? distance, like to other countries, is the is the big thing. To other countries, you know, I've went on a mission trip to Belize. I feel like it's not necessarily um, a good strategy to reach unbelievers, and 
I'm not saying there's a better strategy because that's better than doing nothing and not spreading the gospel to those areas, mm-hmm. clearly. But I feel like that's not very effective because sometimes it, I mean, even if we save one person, that's good. But I feel like a lot of times it hurts more than it helps because we go in there and they have no relationship with us. They don't know us at all. They just see us as, you know, these white people from this, you know, what they, what white people think is as a civilized, more civilized nation. And they probably think that we think that they're uncivilized and we come in there and start telling them, you know, we might be teaching them God loves you, but what they hear and what is actually being said is, here's what we think. Um, You know, basically that just like, here's what we think, which is, you know, why do they care and why should they care? And probably a good majority don't care, which is, I feel like it can... I'm not sure. I, I think it could put a bad name. Well, no, no, not a bad name on the bad gospel. Bad taste in their mouth. Bad taste in the mouth. So, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I, w- I, w- I have personally <clears throat> never been on a mission trip out of the country. Um, I've been on a few local, like, kind of work projects that are mission trips, um, but not, not anything that's very strictly, like, mm-hmm. uh, evangelism, I would say. Yeah. I, I've done more of the physical labor kind of work. Well, I feel like that's for, one strategy that really goes against that, against just going in there and yeah, telling them. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... Because that's the building of the relationship because yeah. you have to build a relationship before they'll listen. So I would say that, you know, long-distance mission trips can be really helpful and really effective, but the, the crux is that the very important thing about that is is that it's got to be a long-term effort, not just a short-term effort. Mm-hmm. And yes. so that means that there is a missionary <clears throat> there and so a lot of times the the place that I work with, there's a missionary there that's there, or a, like, church, or a local church there, or a local church that mm-hmm. is that they support there. That's there for the long term to stay there and stay to support the people that are the community that's there. Um, and then we send people to go help them, and yeah. and not just you know preach to them like that's not really like our goal. Our goal is to assist them in spreading the gospel. And yeah, I guess also that's true. that includes that is doing. True, yeah different work projects and things like that that i mean that's part of you know they it it saves that particular church if it's a if it's a church mm-hmm. or it saves that missionary it gives them the ability to give improvements to mm-hmm. community yeah and a lot of times that's how you first kind of like introduce yourself sometimes and because you can't really just knock on someone's house or hut or whatever it is if i mean we send places to and places like ukraine yeah, or yeah. like it's not all like you know your stereotypical it's not all third world countries right um, but I mean, these are places that, that, I mean, God is needed everywhere. It's not, you know, it's not just, yeah you know, Western countries or Eastern countries or, or, um, or Southern countries. Uh, but anyway, and so th- those long-term like benefits, when you build a well or you build a house or a learning structure mm-hmm. or a school or, or something that benefits the community in a secular way, <clears throat> it yeah. is a good reputation for the yeah and i think i might be just responding to the i guess the i guess what atheists would um caricature christian missionaries as you know the poison wood bible type going in there and you know not really actually caring for them at all just you know Mm -hmm. listen to us and you know it doesn't turn out too well which i I guess isn't really i mean it might not be in practice at all now it probably isn't definitely not to the caricature to clarify the poison poison wood bible is a book it is not a like scripture. bible it's not a bible it's not it's not a bible it's it's a fictional novel so i haven't read the poison bible poison wood bible what what even is it about uh, I, okay, I don't so know much about it i will say this uh i had the this is a this was a required reading for uh my ap lit class so that's 
English literature mm-hmm. and composition. Um, and so I read a good portion of this book, but I will fully admit I did not read this whole book. <laughs> um, so, and I barely remember the part that I, like I read, I'd say probably mm-hmm. a good third or maybe half, yeah. um, less than a majority yeah. uh, of the book. And essentially the, the concept is uh, it's a missionary family um, and that's really, and it was, and they went to a country in Africa, but I don't remember which country it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lot of things that happen. Um, I won't spoil it if, if this sounds like an interesting book to you. Um, not that I really could, because again, I didn't read till the end. But obviously, I heard discussions in class about it. Um, and so, essentially, the idea is it's a missionary family. It follows their journey. Um, but it truly doesn't give them a, personal a good relationship name. changes. How they are adapting to the world there, because it's very different from their life wherever they're from. They were from America, but I don't remember where, what part of America. Um, it's a very different atmosphere for them. Yeah. And so, and, and they, and they weren't, I'm not, I'm not going to say like they, there is clearly all, they all had flaws. Like every person obviously has flaws. Um, but some of them were very particularly flawed characters. I remember that well. Um, and so that just, it, you know, I wouldn't base, I certainly say, yeah, that's some people's, um, and it, it might be for a good reason. They, they encounter someone who, who claims to be a Christian and it's a, it's a <clears throat> bad experience. And that really is something that like, you know, that is one of the things that pains my heart the most because that is now what they think a Christian is. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, and reality is it's not. It's just someone who, who thinks they are Christian just yeah. well, doing it's, wrong. It's like Christ- or is Christian and doing wrong. Well, Christianity really, like, as, like, a, I guess, like, as an organizational, like, religion, has just gone so far from, like, mm-hmm. Jesus. Like, you know, you see so much, so many flaws in the Christian church, but all of it is so, like, it's not something that Jesus would do. Like, it's not... Yeah. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of atheist versus Christian debates. Like, do you know who John Lennox is? Uh, no, it doesn't ring a bell. He, he's very... But smart. I'm familiar with the type of video you're talking about. I've yeah, seen yeah. I mean, him versus, like, like, Richard that. Dawkins, you know, very, very acclaimed people, but... Mm-hmm. Um, so, I yeah. mean, I... Yeah, I haven't personally watched any of those, like, well, at least not, like, you know, sat down and watched them for fun. Mm-hmm. I've seen them, um, but I haven't, like, you know, sat down. I think the, the American church is... There is certainly a lot of good American churches um, that are biblical. There's certain, there certainly churches. is. I feel like more than um, a good majority. I don't know if it's a majority, but you don't a think lot. So? I don't. It's hard to say. I mean, obviously, it's, I feel like the bad one gets, gets we both the most live press. In this, we live in the South, so it is kind of difficult. Well, and we also to haven't judge. been to all the churches. You know, um, I mean, we only we been also, to the ones we, get, we, we get, haven't been to every we church. We only go to the America. ones we like. Um, and so, you know, there is that is kind of thing. But I do think and clearly that, every church is not perfect. Every church has flaws. Uh, of that's course, obvious. And every and church doesn't mean just that they're because they're made of humans and humans are flawed. But I do think that the American church, if it's not a majority, it is certainly a mass it, ha- it has a massive problem with things that you know uh, with addressing and talking to people who aren't christians mm-hmm. um and people who are very staunchly like anti-christians even yeah um and so i do think that the american church you know unfortunately it's not a it's not a u- uh, uniform conglomerate like yeah. it's all you know thousands and thousands yeah. of individual things and some of them grouped together but it's certainly i wish a focus that they, you know, a focus that they focused on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, I feel like the, I feel like, I don't know if it's a majority thing anymore. It definitely used to be with the, you know, Southern, Southern Baptist, you know, everyone's Baptist type, uh, maybe type thingy. But just like, but just like how, um, how you're so, uh, discouraged from asking questions. Yeah, I feel like that's just like, 
I feel like the root of that or the origin might be the Catholic Church. You know, obviously we have disagreements with them and, you know, obviously we, we debate a lot with them. We don't necessarily agree with all of them. Well, they're very different. They're, obviously, they're very different from Protestant Christianity. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the whole reason for the Protestant Re- Reformation, as far as I can think of, is that, well, I mean, they had a lot of issues, but one of the issues was that was that um, they weren't encouraged to read the Bible and they were discouraged from asking questions and really doing anything mm-hmm. other than just blindly following the Catholic Church and giving them money. So yeah, there so there like, tons one of, of issues. So one that. of the, the big things, like, back then was... The Bible wasn't translated into the vernacular or the common language, and so you know, you're, you're the only people that read the Bible were really the monks and yeah, the nuns exactly. and the, um, you know, and the high class people. Uh, they were it wasn't really available to the masses, yeah. and obviously that changed much later. But that was one of the you know kind of things that was just in around the original, I guess, mm-hmm. Catholic uh, yeah. faith. Yeah, and I think that's. Something we're probably still recovering from in Christianity. I haven't personally um, encountered anyone saying like, you know, oh, uh, you know, if I ask a question being like, no, don't ask that. Like, you you don't respect God oh, if yeah. you ask a question. I really I haven't, haven't experienced that, experienced that at all. That. that might just be something that, you know, a lot of atheists, you know, when they don't, they've never been in a church, so they think that's all it is. It's I don't think it's necessarily questions that are, maybe it is, but I think, I think, I what, think what it think. is. I think it's what atheists I think. I think a lot of, especially like very traditionalist churches mm-hmm. are kind of upset at challenges. I don't think it's necessarily I think that's questions. True. And I think, and I think challenges, challenges are a fair, like that's the thing that's fair game because, you know, ultimately <clears throat> it is a faith and there's, you just can't prove everything. But if you like, there, there are things that, you know, I feel like that you, can, you can, you can reason just about everything you can reason, or at least, you can or at least reason about why you think without evidence. And if someone has a, a question or a legitimate or a challenge to like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how can God be 100% person and 100% God? Like, that's 200%. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, that's a very legitimate question that I, I don't think it gets asked enough. Or how can yeah. how can God be three persons in the Trinity but one being? Mm-hmm. And so it's he, it's a it's a single God. It's a it, There is not multiple gods, but... Also, there's three. Also, there's persons. three. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I mean, those are all very legitimate, like questions and yeah. challenges to our faith that you know should be and need to be addressed and thought about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the answer, I mean, and there's a lot of answers that aren't necessarily as satisfying as explaining it to us. A lot of the answers are you can't necessarily understand it, but we we still have reasons for believing it, which is the big thing. Um, yeah. If if you're if you haven't watched them, I would definitely encourage you to watch the. Um, John Lennox versus Richard Dawkins, the God delusion debate mm-hmm. and is God great debate. It's uh, by fixed point foundation. They put them all on very, very interesting. And interesting. they go through a lot of questions like, um, you know, obviously like who created God, you know, that's obviously like an old mm-hmm. question that, you know, but yeah. it goes through all of them. And it's I always like to go through these theological thought experiments yeah. that I won't <clears throat> ever have an answer to, but I like well, to exactly. think about it. And it's so great because from a Christian perspective, they have Richard Dawkins there, which is one of the most uh, critically acclaimed atheists of all time. Like, or maybe not of all time. But right now, he's very, very popular. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. I've heard of Richard Dawkins. He's, I personally have not. You have not heard of Richard Dawkins? No. but uh, also keep famous. in mind, I have not been a yeah. Christian for a very long well, period I, of time. I don't even know, I don't know him outside in Christianity. Like, he's just like a famous scientist slash atheist. Oh, yeah. He's I'm written really. tons of books, but he's, but I mean, he's one of the great atheist minds right now. And John Lennox is one of the Christian minds right now. So hearing them, the different perspectives, uh, I mean, it's just like you have to understand the other perspective 
for you to be able to fully believe your perspective. Because if, you know, I mean, you have to, you have to hear the people challenge your perspective so you can build up, not, not just the arguments against it, but reasons against it so you can reason your own belief. Because if you believe something without any reason, mm-hmm. that's not faith. You're not going to, I feel like it's almost impossible to believe in that. Because and, always, I think to yeah. an extent, like it also, I mean, this applies to, to various sins and things like that. Um, a lot of, especially, I, I know I'm ragging on a little bit, but especially traditional uh, churches, traditional Protestant churches, they're very like anti-gay kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that is one, I mean, it's one of those things like, yes, being homosexual is kind of a, a sinful thing to be. It's part of, it's a part of sexual immorality. Um, it would just be like lust or, you know. Their home, heterosexuals commit uh, sexual morality. Mm-hmm. Every, yeah. I, would, I would say almost every. Yeah, we, cer- day. we certainly don't want to encourage homosexuality. Um, it's it's not an but, encouragement thing, but if you if you if I there's a person a, yeah. who legitimately believes that they are gay, um, and if I mean if they legitimately believe that, then surely that's what they are. But they have to understand that that is something that <clears> you can't just say you're going to hell. Like it, you have to, you have to t- talk to that person. Well, it's just not. It's not loving. It's not loving. It's not loving, and and you have to. You really do have to learn. It's it's a tightrope, right? You have to talk to the person, and at the same time, make sure they understand that while we don't uh, approve of your behavior, behavior, you don't shouldn't approve of mine either. Yeah, exactly. Because ultimately, we're all very sinful, and some of us just hide it better than others. Those are those who are homosexual. They don't necessarily hide it. Mm-hmm. They might even be proud of it. But we're also very yeah. proud of our sins. I, I was about to say, I, th- I think, call it, yeah, you know, I think that's obvious. super important because I think the distinction that people who don't love homosexual people at all mm-hmm. and are super hard on them would say, and I mean, even that's why I I wouldn't want um, someone hired at my church who who identifies as gay. I don't think that's a good choice mm-hmm. because I feel like they're proud of the sin and they're not. It shows that they're not following God. Sure, in a, in a leadership role. In a leadership sure. role, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's but the reason to be for a it. Member but member of the church, I think there's no issue with having a, a yeah. gay person in your church. Well, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Well, anyone, anyone should be able to come to your church because absolutely, no one is is too far gone for, from uh for the from the gospel. I mean, that's the whole yeah. crux of Christianity. I mean, well, the, the thing is that God is the one who saves people. <clears throat> exactly. Us. We're all super far, and, and so he brought us back. God can literally, I mean, if God God can do anything. So it doesn't matter if you're a murderer or just, you know, an mm-hmm. adulterer, because when Jesus says you lust, you adult, you commit adultery. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter which one you are, even if it's, I mean, obviously there's multiple things. Yeah. But, you know, just because one in our eyes is worse. Obviously well, if you remember on the cross, there was... Um, Two other two other criminals on the cross with Jesus. Mm-hmm. One of them was um, I think it was a thief. One of them was a thief, but the other one was a murderer. I think yes. And he, the murderer, actually said like, "How how can I? I don't have the exact verse at hand, but he how said, can I achieve how paradise? Can I, how can I achieve paradise? That was it. Or maybe Jesus said, "I can. I'll see you in paradise." Paradise was in the, the word. Paradise he said, he said in there. "You will be with me in paradise." But yeah. the crux of it is that he. In his whole life, I mean, I don't know him. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but I would assume that he is dying on a cross. I can assume that he did not have the most moral life from anyone's sure. sub, anyone's uh, subjective uh, moral moral compass. I mean, he was obviously a murderer, and he was uh, dying because of it. But, you know, the night of his death, he gave his life to Christ. So it really is sort of... I, I think I would say it's it's almost irrelevant. Almost irrelevant in the eyes of God what you've done. 
because everyone's on terrible. Well, I, I think that them. it's not maybe irrelevant is the best word. I think it's hyper relevant. Like it's hyper relevant. So it's so important to God. Like because you're His creation, He wants to mm-hmm. see you flourish in His glory. But no, but I'm saying what you did before you. But, yeah, but the that thing is, is almost that irrelevant. He the he's <clears throat> also perfectly just, mm-hmm. and so in order, the only way to cover all okay. of what, I you, what all saying. your sin and things like that is through the blood of it's hyper relevant literally but him himself it's hyper relevant but because he died on the cross he made it irrelevant right yes so it's right. it's certainly 100% relevant there's a real price to it yeah there was a I think that's 100% big, yeah. like ultimate like ultimate price that was paid but because that price was paid we get to live in the freedom that there is exactly and we can't i think there's too many um uh, maybe maybe woke churches. I think just a lot of the mentality of the modern... I should say woke churches, but um, a lot of the... Is that what the cool kids are saying nowadays? The woke, woke churches. The woke churches. No, but like the churches that are, I guess, maybe it's not churches, but just the Christians that are very social, social justice warrior-minded, radical left, you know. Maybe not even radical left, but just like, you know, pro-homosexuality, pro-all this and all that, mm-hmm. and just super like not caring about his law at all. We have to realize that there's a difference between being legalistic and caring about God's law. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, yeah, we really have and to it, care about God's law a lot. And obviously, like, you can be a, a liberal Christian. Like, there is no such thing as, you know, all Christians are concerned. Yeah, I did. I, did. Even I, shouldn't, they, have said ra- I shouldn't have said I, radical. Well, I understand what you're, the point you're trying to give me. I just want to make yeah. sure people understood that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, the thing is, is that, um, how do I, like, I guess, I mean, I forgot what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, God does not have a political party. Just God so you know. Yeah, God doesn't have he a political party. He clearly is... Yeah, he's just left and right. I mean, he's just both. He really well, he, he's perfect, so he's not either, I would say. Yeah, but I think a lot of people try to paint that as like, God is a moderate. No, he's not a moderate. Yeah. He just like, is truth. Yeah. And that is right and, and left. So, oh, that's right. So what I was going to say is that there there is a very clear difference in what is moral, like what is uh, right according to Christian mm-hmm. and, and the morals of God. Um, but there is also a difference between that and what... Like, what rights do the government have and what rights do people have? And, you know, where? how does the government interact with the people? And how what how can the government reduce people's rights or prevent people from doing this? Because um, ultimately, all laws, this is something that I learned in a class one time. It was shocking at the time, but it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Every single law ever made <clears throat> discriminates against somebody. Sure. Um, for example, speed limit laws, they discriminate against people who go faster in their cars. And we as a society determine that it's okay to discriminate discriminate against those people. Um, so every law discriminates against somebody. It's just a matter of whether society, the well, secular I think, I society... Think, I, well, I think we see discrimination as a bad thing when discrimination is not always a bad thing. Obviously, right. it, it obviously can be we a racial... We shouldn't discriminate murderers. against racists. I mean, we and shouldn't we, discriminate on, on the basis of racial pre- prejudices and things like that. But obviously, discrimination inherently is not necessarily bad. Right. Dis- discrimination as a concept is not bad, but in the common context it's used, especially in the United States, exactly, yeah. um, it is obviously very negatively connotated. Uh, but yeah, discrimination in it is, as a concept is, is not bad. Well, discrimination just means you're putting something lower on the hierarchy than something else. Right, you find that. Which is what you, know, you do when you, I mean, when you find someone... I when you pers- ask someone on a date or when you watch <laughs> a movie, like, you know, why did you watch this movie I than another one? I against... Uh, this movie, whatever than, movie, yeah, you know, what com- genre or even comedy, yeah, exactly. I discriminate against uh, animated movies. I don't. I love animated movies, but <laughs> you know, some people hate animated movies, and that's fine. Like, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's your preference. But discrimination is simply, you know, 
choice. Also, really. when if you hate animated movies, it's not fine. It's not your preference. You're wrong. And I'm right. Thank you. Um, Dude, so only, I guess the only good anime movie is The Iron Giant. You ever see that movie? I have never even heard of that. You movie. would love it. It's like it has Jennifer. Did you say the only good animated movie? I'm just joking. Do you know how many good? I'm joking. I know you love animated movies. I'm not. Listen, there are, most of the movies that I've watched have been animated because it's like Disney stuff that I've been trying I'm to catch up on. I'm a manly guy. The only thing I like are action movies. Where That's right. People. Pizza, just, pizza explosions. Dude, like I'm just the, so manly. Yeah. So I guess we're 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 kind of approaching uh, a little bit over an hour here. So I mm-hmm. guess we should try to wrap it up. Yeah. So so here's a question I have for you. To kind of to kind of close this out, mm-hmm. what is your favorite fast food restaurant? And and I guess we should define the term fast food restaurant. Fast food restaurant is anywhere where you can go in. Doesn't necessarily have to have a drive through. I feel you like just, they have to have an order. Like you know, let me have number one. They have to have like a right. One it's somewhere something. that you don't tip. Um, you can well, I take that back because technically you're supposed to tip at Sonic, and I would consider that fast food. I consider fast food. Um, yeah, that's something I learned. But that's an, a few ex- ago, that's an but exception. That's its own thing. That's like that's yeah, so that's a whole different. It's so thing. different. Um, but anything, anything that is like you go, you can go in. It doesn't necessarily have to have a drive through, but it can. And you order, and you can have your food within ten minutes. Yeah, and I would, so I would I consider would say, Little Caesars fast food. I would honestly say within five minutes. You, well, maybe five well, minutes. I, yeah. I wouldn't consider Little Caesars fast food, but I'm trying to think about why. Because it's not really something you consume I think, individually. I think that's it. I think consuming individually is maybe my thing. The one of the things that in my mind makes it fast food, like having like, what, see, like a sandwich. If you're like me and like, like <laughs> you would eat a whole pizza. <laughs> I've eaten. I, I I shamefully can say that I've eaten whole Little Caesars pizzas before yeah. in one. I, I I will give that to you. I will give Little Caesars <laughs> to you as a. As I will, a that's fast not food. my answer, but no. Uh, <laughs> so do you have one? It has to be Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. It okay. really does have to, and it's not because of choice. It's because I've. Now at Anderson, it's on the meal plan, so I have it lunch and dinner like every day. <laughs> and back in Florence, I work there, so I get it at least at least four or five times a week. Yeah, I just I, mean, I just eat it all the time. So now it's like it's just like something that I eat and I accept, and it's really good. So I have given this as a I would say a connoisseur of mm. fast food. Um, a very you know a very unhealthy habit of mine. Um, <laughs> I would say that, you know, I consider all factors. Chick-fil-A is delicious. I love Chick-fil-A. However, it is not my favorite. And here's why. Because it's so darn expensive. Like, it costs... If you well, go to that, Chick-fil-A, that's, a, that's why if you... If minimum, you, you're spending $10. Dude, that's why I don't pay. I don't pay Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I get it through meal plan and through on my break at Chick-fil-A where they give me free food. Yeah. See, that's... I love Chick-fil-A, but I almost never no, go it there because it's so It is overpriced. Expensive. So... I mean, obviously, there are a lot of great fast food yeah, it's restaurants like eight, that I love. It's like $8 just for a, bur- for, you know, a chicken sandwich and fries. Oh, yeah. It's it's ridiculously. I mean, it's expensive, and there's yeah. no reason why it should be that expensive other than, you But know, it's obviously much more high quality than, like, a dollar. Oh, for sure. dollar sandwich at McDonald's. That is terrible. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, definitely It's like quality. no meat either. Yeah. But here's the thing. I consider <laughs> all factors in my selection. Obviously, I've given this much thought. Yes. Um... And so I have to say, even though it's not necessarily the tastiest, yeah. I love McDonald's. It is the absolute best. Oh, I can go there. Oh, God. I can get a ton of food for like $3. And especially because like I have the app. I'm like, I'm the true McDonald's fan. I have the app. I got the <laughs> you coupons. You mobile order it? I mobile order. I, you know, all, of the, all this great stuff. And I usually, like, I my average purchase at McDonald's is less than $3. Really? And I always, like, yeah. again, I'm a glutton. So I get, like, <laughs> huge stuff. Dude, they used to be, like, I remember my sister had her birthday party at McDonald's. Uh, yeah, and I they remember gave, that. And they gave us a special McDonald's plate. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, like I didn't. I never plate. had those, but I've seen them in the yeah. antique stores and stuff like that. Which is so crazy. Um, and so I, I personally love the taste of McDonald's. I know that a lot of people hate it. Um, See, I don't think you can buy it. I think just because I've eaten Chick Fil A for so long, it's just like now every time yeah. I have it, it's just like I can tell it's like so fake. Oh, I, I one hundred percent acknowledge like it's very like it's the lowest quality food you could probably <laughs> buy. But yeah, I feel the, like the, I, the I don't. I feel like it'd be hard to get price. And just because I like it, it's so good um, to me. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, I, like, love Wendy's and I love Five Guys, but, like, On I never go level, there. On a price level, it's definitely the, the best. Right. Like, Five Guys, if you had to say, like, what's the best, then, then obviously it would be, like, something like Five Guys or mm-hmm. Wendy's or something that has much better burgers. But... McDonald's just it hits a spot for me. It's very nostalgic yeah. in a way. I understand that. I don't know if we're twenty. I'm twenty. I don't know if I'm allowed to have nostalgia, but I think you are. Yeah, no, you definitely. Are. I, at this point, I have no. You're allowed to have nostalgia back when you're like five. I'm like, as long as you've had a big break in between, I'm certainly. Can remind you of your childhood. Like I have, I'm at least a fifth <clears throat> through my life. Like, and that's like, uh, especially because I eat McDonald's. Like, who, I, I, I'll doubt I'll make it to a hundred. But <laughs> if I, even if I do make it to a hundred, that, that like I'm already a fifth through my life. So, um, I think I have the right to be nostalgic. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go on off another tangent, but have you seen um, The Founder? The, the movie about Yes, Ray I Hawk? have, actually. I really oh. enjoyed that movie. It was heartbreaking, it's but I really so enjoyed it. so terrible. He... Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc. What an evil name. Yeah. And Ray Kroc <laughs> has, the, has the balls to... To go to these these nice guys who revolutionized uh, fast food, and actually, I guess they were the first fast food joint, really, as it seems. I mean, obviously not, but it seems like the speedy system. The speedy system. It was probably the first of that, which I I deem as fast food. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he they had a great that was like drive-ins. They had a great system, and he became their partner and started making them bigger and better and did a lot of good things for them, Mm -hmm. and then finessed them out of the country. I mean, out of the company, company, and then. And then finessed his way into being called the founder, even though he didn't found anything. Yeah, he, See, re- he really has the nerve to call himself the founder and have those little gold plaques <laughs> on every, at, at every, every McDonald's <laughs> where it says Ray Kroc, the founder, in in quotation marks, the founder. And we're like, who's McDonald's then? Like, who's so yeah? Yeah, like, exactly. We should have known at that point. Like, <laughs> no question. It's like, oh well, like I guess that was just a cool maybe. name. Yeah. So a hundred percent, like. I think it's great what he did for McDonald's because McDonald's would not be successful. He did a lot, without, a lot of good things for the but company. He for the company, he was great. Took advantage of the people that that made it, and, and, and in a sense, the people at least you know based off of the movie. Movie, the movie is not one hundred percent accurate, but I have no reason to believe why it isn't. Yeah. Um, well, I, I haven't heard anyone refute it, and I feel like they would have refuted it, or it, someone would have. If it's not like perfect, it's almost close. It's surely. Um, it's not that. You know, they weren't necessarily, they weren't on board with the franchising and, you know, making it big. Yeah. Um, but, and Ray Kroc was able to do that and ultimately ended up with a, a great thing, in my opinion. Um, but the thing is, well, like, it's like, it's like if he you, just went too far because he took advantage of them. Well, it's like if you, it's just like at at the base level, it is stealing. So it's like if you steal... Uh, well, he legally did not steal it. No, I'm saying more like right morally, morally. Morally, yeah, probably. Morally, it's like, I don't know. It's It's... Highly debatable on whether or not if he is like morally in the right. Very shrewd. I, I, I highly doubt. <laughs> I don't know. I doubt anyone would defend him morally. Yeah. On a legal basis, I feel like everyone would be like, "Yeah." I mean, technically, he did nothing wrong. But yeah. On a moral level, I feel like everyone sort of disagrees. I mean, yeah, because they. I mean, they sold the business to him. That's what happens. People, did they sell him the business? I, th- I mean, I that's eventually remember. how they they got a royalty. I think. I think. No, that's how I it, think they said like I think he was like 
But it was a pitiful royalty. I think, no, I think he was like, I'll give you one cent on every purchase. Or they wanted one cent on Mm -hmm. every purchase. And he was like, I'll do it, but I can't like I can't get my guys to sign on it. So you're just gonna have to trust me on this one, and I'll get it for you. Oh, and then he never got yeah, it that's for dirty, him. Yeah. So like he he literally didn't give them any money. I think they got like, I think he paid them like something like a hundred thousand dollars or something. Right, he bought the company. He, from he him. bought the company at like a like but like almost at a nothing price. Yeah. And especially because especially yeah. considering now that they how big they are now. He was the biggest company. absolutely a businessman for sure. Yep, and that's one of the hard things. It's like. It's like you can't really. I and mean, he did the right thing as a businessman. You can't really just, attack him because it's like it's just business. You know, it's a smart. Technically, it's a smart thing business wise. Yeah. But it's just like at some point we also have to. I, I mean, I guess that's just one of the problems with capitalism is that it like we can't say that that's a bad thing to do because it rewarded him um, with money. I mean, it rewarded him. I mean, yeah, and he, it rewarded he, us. I don't but, blame him from doing it. I do think I blame him for the way he did it. Yeah. I think it's well, that's something I blame him as as I blame him as a person, but not necessarily like sure. as a business thing. Yeah, but yes. But I think that'll wrap it up for the yes. first episode of Backlog Dialogue. I don't know how often we're gonna. I don't know. I do I, this. I would like to do it um, weekly. Maybe? I don't know. I could do it weekly, but you know who knows, who uh, knows? what our schedule is gonna be like. Yeah. I would I would like to do it every week. As of right now, I just got a bunch of reading. I actually haven't had to write anything yet. So. You haven't had to write anything? Although, I had my first paper due on yeah. Friday, so, you know, I got a week-ish. Yeah. Well, podcasting isn't really that long, because you really just go and it's, it, like, feels like a long time to record a whole oh, hour no, of material. Oh, this is great. I love this. But, like, it's really only, it's only 11 o'clock. Like, oh, yeah. It's we're, really, we're filming this at, like, 11 o'clock at night, which, as you know, college students, you know, that's We not, don't sleep. This we is don't mi- sleep. This is midday for Hashtag us. Hashtag team no sleep team no sleep so that's it for us tonight um and we'll hope you'll join us for episode two yes very excited